Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to yet another Naked Football show um, in the studio tonight. Not in the studio, I lie. Of course, we're not in the studio at the moment. But on the other end of the line is birthday boy himself, 50 years old today, sacrificed, going out, sacrificed his parties just to come on this show. It is the Renaissance Statman, otherwise known as, in America, the Renaissance Statman. How are you, Stat? I'm very well, GB. Thank you for that introduction. I was a bit worried that you were going to name me as the, the renegade Statman, who sadly has died now. But, I know. Uh, 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 the uh, Renaissance Statman. Yeah, I think uh, after yesterday you might go back to your old name. <laughs> Yeah, quite possibly. I, I, as, as we said before, when we were in the green room, I'm not quite sure why you're pretending that we're not in the studio because we are. But I guess that's probably yeah, of course. Get COVID fine. But yeah, um, I, I didn't watch the game yesterday. Uh, I was confident that we were probably going to win the game about four uh, two. Um, but yeah, I turned off and we were two 0 down. So I guess that that probably did turn out as four two win for town. It was. Yeah, uh, they played quite well in the end. Is it? Is it? Is it the end of the end of the season now, Graham? Uh, I, well, I've just looked at the fixes to come now. They're all, as people have said, they're on paper relatively easy, but they're all away from home. There's only two home games left, isn't there? And um, if we play, uh, no, nah, it's got to be ended, surely. I'd, I'd be glad if it is, actually, because we're just not good enough, are we, at the moment? Whatever the reason is, I'm not totally convinced that they're not good players anymore, because there are still some good players there, but there's something something that overrides all the football stuff at the moment, it seems, doesn't it? Do you think? Well... Yeah, you, you, you're right. They, you know, players don't become bad players overnight. Although no. we have got some bad players who have just continued to deteriorate. But you know, for for me, I, I would say that a lot of the players who who have been with the club for a long time have probably got to the point where they're they're fed up with being told that they're they're failures most of the time. Um, and I think it's probably best for 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 everybody once the season comes along that you know we let as many of those players go and move to, to other clubs but I don't believe that Paul Cook is going to let them all go I don't think you can have that level of squad churn in you know you're going to suddenly bring in another you know 15 players or whatever. I just don't think that'll work so I do think some of the players will be uh, offered contracts at the end of the season um, I'm not sure how many um, but yeah I, I think that that will that will certainly happen but six games to go we're only three points off I can't believe this is me saying it because most people think I'm the most negative people a negative person on Twitter but I'm not it's all a joke but I would say come on three, uh, six games to go I, I think we could do it um, Paul Cook has to develop the players and improve the players and I don't believe that he's really gone in there and, ma- and made a difference at the moment I know that he's tra- changed different formations and, and different things but at the end of the day if he's not making the players any better, you could point out to why actually why do we why do we sack Paul Lambert? And you know I'm fully behind Paul Cook, but I you know the the style of the the, the level that the players are playing at has has gone backwards a little bit, which is a bit of a concern. And I do wonder whether they've all just looked at each other in the in the changing rooms and gone, look, this really isn't going to work. Keep playing us until the summer, and then we'll then we'll go. But um. Yeah, let, let, let's not dwell on that too much because loads of positives once we get to the summer. Paul Cook's going to have uh, 700 billion, I think, to, to spend, you know, of, of Arizona policemen's pensions and stuff like that. I feel sorry for them. Um, I don't know if they realise that, uh, you know, a large level, of, a large percentage of their pension is going to go towards Ipswich Town. But um, no, good good times. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm still hopeful that we will be, will be the team that sneaks in the playoffs. Um, well, sillier and, things have happened, haven't they? No, they, they certainly have, Graham. Um, for, for me, I'd rather that the game changer, their first real level of investment 
is at championship level. I don't necessarily want them to invest at League One to get us out of League One and then go to. So you know, fingers crossed. And you know, I, I for one would really look forward to a, a trip to Wembley and and, and watch the playoff final um, this this summer. Well, that's of course presupposing you're you're allowed to go. Well, I just thought that because I missed the last one, that I'd be first at the queue. I think that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, it I'm is actually. Yeah. So. You probably have to have a, a marriage part, a, a honeymoon passport to prove that you were away last time. Uh, I don't know if I want to get married again, or 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 actually renew our vows. Do you mean possibly? No, you have to. Pre- you have to have honeymoon photographs on a passport to prove that you were away and missed the last playoff final. So that means you get to go to this one. Graham, that was twenty years ago. We didn't really have camera phones and stuff like that, so it was probably on an, an old sort of style camera. So I that's fine. You just stick it. Photo, you just stick it. Album. Stick it between two bits of cardboard, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, well, I was actually talking about, you know, because of the COVID thing, whether we're allowed, you know, how many people would be able to, allowed to go, whether you'd have to have both vaccinations or a sample of your grandmother's blood or something ridiculous. I don't know. It'd be interesting. But that would be the sad thing if, if we did reach the final, bizarrely, and then hardly any of us could go. So, Well, some of us have managed to get on with that. So, yeah, it's fine. Whoever, get, you know, that would be what we're talking about um, I've no idea off the top of my head but we're probably only talking about a very few thousand people that would be lucky to lucky to go but mm. um, I'm glad that you're just you know I've got you turn, you know changed now so that you're actually talking about how many fans we will be going to, to Wembley to watch us in the playoffs yes dad <laughs> that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah. yeah that was the thing I was just going to say it would, it would be sad if we did get to the playoffs it doesn't seem likely but if we did and then we couldn't go that's that's the sad thing isn't it but hey you it would be great, um, you know, to top the season off that, you know, Luke Chambers is uh, at Wembley, lifts the playoff trophy and then obviously, you know, starts his uh, testimonial season next season, his 10th season with the club. So I think one of the people, that, uh, one of your listeners had asked who I would, um, who I'd keep on from those players that are out. So there, there's the first one I'm going to drop in, Luke Chambers, um, mainly for experience uh, and he, he would certainly be a good good backup within the squad and an experienced voice and I also know that that would probably annoy a number of people that he would stay so yeah you beat Luke me Chambers. you beat me to it yeah. I was about to say that but you said it yourself <laughs> <laughs> shall we go on to uh, talking of tweets shall we go on to tweets and stuff and emails and whatever sounds good can I just say I was really pleased that you changed your usual text that you send out because you, I think you changed it from abuse uh, abuse to prayers which was which was good because I don't think there have been any issues with abuse but yeah so that, that was good yeah go, go through those well, I think after last night prayers were the last hope um, <laughs> these are as they came in so uh, hopefully we'll get through the whole lot Tim Pashley Evening GB easy stat what is your favourite John Walk stat I would say uh, easy by the way and I would say that uh, I I think John Walk missed a pen- penalty in his last game for town, which was uh, a bit of a surprise. I think he scored uh, against Leicester. Um, I want to say in a 4-2 victory, he scored a free kick, but I think he also missed a penalty in that game. I didn't know that, but then I don't know most of the things you uh, you come up with. Wednesday. Just, just letting you know what day it was. <laughs> Lee, this is Ginger Eagle. Hi, GB and the Renaissance man. Simple question that's been asked a lot lately, but how many players, and if any, would Stat keep for next season? I was going to ask you that anyway, Stat, but it seems someone's beat me to it. Uh, definitely Chambers, Judge, probably the, the player that can hasn't really been used that well by any of the managers that we've got, and I think he's probably one of our most talented uh, players, so I'd like to keep him on for a little bit of experience. And um, looking at the the list, I think Nydam. Obviously, it was great to see him come back on mm. on Saturday. And I think you know we we as a club we we owe that to a player you know that that's 
gone through this period of recuperation for almost three years or whatever, it would be pretty harsh and, and not very like the Ipswich way if we just sort of said, no, off, off you go. So I'd, I'd like to see him getting a, a short-term contract. Um, El Miz, obviously been on uh, on loan, wouldn't wouldn't mind him being having an extended contract. We've got to look at some of these, these younger players. Uh, Barry Cotter has gone, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. So uh, Aaron Drynan, he'll, he'll go. Amir Hughes will go. Uh, other players that I think will go, I think Skews, Ward, Sears. I don't like to badmouth any players, but Freddie Sears really isn't the player that he was 10 no. years ago or even three years ago. So I, th- I think I'd like to see him go. Caden Jackson, well, doesn't really impress me, hasn't impressed me anymore. Teddy Bishop, I'd let him go. He's been here seven or eight seasons and has not made any more than 115 appearances. Uh, he doesn't really cut it at, at League One level. Um, and we've probably gone through through most of them. But I'd, I'd like to think of uh, Gibbs, uh, you know, probably keep him. Ben Morris, is, is he another one that's out of contract? Again, he's been injured for a long time. Yeah, I, it'd be sad to get rid of Ben Morris because he's been really unlucky, two cruciates. You know, yes. Yeah. And he's a good. I like Ben Morris since I've you know been watching him in the under twenty threes and so on. He's a good player. Certainly, rather have him than Dryden. Yeah, I I I think so. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'm just trying to think. Was um, Guion Edwards? Is he is he out of contract? I think he might be. Uh, I think he, yeah, I think he might be. So um, I'd probably again these are good. These are I, I think are good players at League One level. They just need a manager to actually create that spark and 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 get them to to operate and perform at the level that I know that they can. So yeah, I, I throw. Guion Edwards uh, a contract as well I didn't realise that was that easy you know so I've just got to carry on um, we'll let all the loan players go and um, we'll offer a permanent contract uh, for Troy Parrott I think um, that probably won't happen but I'd, I'd like to out of the loan players I'd like to see him um, come back if there's any possibility of that uh, yeah I agree I think he's probably the best of all the loanies and that's not saying a lot though to be fair um julian hello jules good evening gb good evening sean sean they've given your name away we no, all that's know- fine that is my name I've, yeah, liked it. I've had it for 50 years now so <laughs> you have uh, we all know uh, there's going to be a massive exodus from now to the end of the season but my question is where do you think the pre-season friendlies will be and can we all go and meet up for a few beers it's long overdue <laughs> love you guys uh, yeah it's going to be the States isn't it Jules we're all going to go to America I, I just thought with Covid restrictions that it probably would be Niedermark and yeah, it will yeah. And, and Southwold yeah, yeah that's the one <laughs> thanks for that Jules Leeksy uh, what has happened to this team over the past two seasons to produce such gutless football complacency knowing they're off they're just not very good. Cook seeing what Hurst commented on post Exeter. Uh, post Exeter, I think that. Um, oh yeah, I see. Right, yes, some players wouldn't wouldn't play again. That's right. Um, yeah, I remember. What's happened in the last two years? Well, obviously, you know, Mick McCarthy went, and then we got Paul Hurst in, who really tried to to, to shake it up. Um, and if I'm if I'm being really honest with you, GB, I think if we'd have kept Paul Hurst, we wouldn't be in any worse position than we are now. Um, I think he probably would have dealt with some of the issues that Paul Cook is going to have to deal with again about strong characters in the changing room and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, two years of uh, of players probably been told that, that that they're not good enough, but not really realistically a manager dealing with them and trying to move them out or bring some young, younger players. And I think I think that's probably had an impact. But I also think you know maybe some of our fans you know who were who were celebrating our relegation and singing Three Little Birds, you know, once we got relegated, maybe the players thought, well, actually, they don't seem to care that we're, that we're getting relegated and we're not doing very well. So I do think we all need to have a more positive approach, you know, towards our players to understand that we shouldn't be in League One. Here's a little stat for you that I haven't, I haven't posted yet, but uh, yesterday was our 76th 
game in League One, um, which means that our next game on Saturday means that we play 77 games in League One, which is one more game than we've played in the Premier League this century. So we're not a big club anymore, but we do aspire to be a championship team. And I think that, you know, we as fans need to get behind the players and try and encourage them and stuff to just get out of this league as quickly as, as, quickly as possible. Mm. I'm not sure if I answered the question and went off on a tangent, but yeah, there you go. It's my birthday. That's my. That's, you're allowed to do anything you want on your birthday set. Uh, Julian Watkins, um, hands up who convinced themselves we were in with a chance and paid another 10 quid to watch. I'm guilty. I've learned my lesson, Your Honour. It won't happen again. That's enough, Julian. Thank you very much for that. I think we'll all agree there. Alistair Ratray, if you had to sum up Paul Cook's first month or so in charge in a U2 song title, what would it be? Well, I, I, Alistair, he, he, I think he started answering his own question, which made me maybe smile there's a number but I think one that probably comes out uh, to me is um, Daddy's going to pay for your crash car I'm not quite sure who Daddy is or who whose car it is or who crashed it but I think that's probably sums up the Paul Cook uh, first 10 days 10 games <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Paul Westlake, Hi GB and Stat, would you happen to know our record for most minutes without scoring? Are we getting close with the current bunch of misfits? Get Hawkins, KVY and Nylam in the team for Charlton. Do you know the record for the most minutes without scoring, Stat? Well, um, so, sorry, he said KVY. I thought he said Caden Jackson there to get in the team. Um, so, <laughs> well, I remember when we were in the in the Premier League of um, 94, 95, uh, we had that horrible run with uh, we had the nine nil from uh, Manchester United. Mm. I think we went seven, eight, nine games without scoring a goal. Although, obviously, that was at Premiership level. Here we are in League One, and I'm fairly certain, GB, if they played me and you up front, um, that we'd probably do as well as, as Norwood and, and, and Jackson. And you know, there's been a lot this uh, this week from from Norwood. I don't understand player that wants to clash with our own fans and stuff like that. And he really needs to. He really needs to stop that because you know that that's kind of my role. I like to clash with the players, <laughs> trying to try and step into my my territory. But he needs he needs to focus. I do believe that James Norwood could be our twenty goal a season uh, striker, mm. playing yeah. with the right uh, with the right partner. But I, I do wonder to a certain extent: is he really that interested? Um, you know, and I, I, again, Paul Cook needs to come in and bang a few heads together put his arm around for a few players' shoulders and stuff like that, encourage players to, to to get the best out of them. But yeah, definitely KVY. Ollie Hawkins, I'm not, I'm not sure about. You know, people are very dismissive of, of Aaron Drynan and his record, but Ollie Hawkins is basically exactly the same. So, jury's yeah. um, out with, with him for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Nord is a good player, but he's not helping himself. Um, Jim Robbins, hey GB, hey Statman, how bad is this season statistically? Is it as bad as it feels? Which players should we keep? Well, we've covered most of this. Struggling to go much further than Downs, KVY, maybe Dazelle, Bishop, Dobra, Wolfie, Lancaster and Nidam. Because some of these are in contract still anyway, aren't they? Dobra, Dazelle, certainly still in contract. So hopefully... Yeah, I think... Yeah, sorry, I, I think I think if, if Dazelle was out of contract, I'd probably let him go. Would you? Oh, controversial. Waiting for Mullet's well, email, <laughs> Mullet's tweet. He's, <laughs> Carl, he's been here six, six yeah, years, true. three goals. Can't can't uh, hit a player or, or do a great deal with any dead ball situations. He really impressed me, actually, at, at times on, on Saturday when, when he played. He was, he was quite keen to get hold of the ball and run forward with it. But I just don't see enough of it. I don't think he's strong enough. I, I don't even, to be honest with you, I, I think he would be a better player I think he's better suited to play at a higher level. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, I agree with you. He is a player is, is used to this League One level. Um, so as much as I, as I, as I joke with Mullet, um, I don't think he's right for Ipswich Town in League One. 
Um, whether he's right for Ipswich Town in the Championship, I, I, I don't know. I'm inclined to agree there. He is one of those sort of players. Chris Rand, hi, Renaissance man or Renaissance man. Do you happen to have any interesting new stats down the back of the sofa about Town's lack of goal scoring prowess? No. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been out this morning. I had, had, had you know, uh, all, already been out on, on my birthday. But what I would say is that let's remember that uh, Klaus Thompson was our, our highest goal scorer um, with five in, I think, the 94 95 season. So. Um, we just look. We, don't, we just don't score enough goals. Um, I don't. I, off the top of my head, I don't think it's the worst season that we've that we've had from a goal scoring point of view. But what we are comparing with is seasons in, Divi- in Division One. Blimey, I'm showing my age. You know, the Premier League and the, and the Championship compared to 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 League One. And whenever I've watched League One football, the quality is really poor. Um, and I, I think you know we should be scoring more goals. And that's one of the criticisms that I have from. I have about uh, Andre Dizelle. He, he just doesn't get enough. We don't have enough goals from our, our, our midfield. In fact, if you look on uh, a Saturday, I think our starting lineup there was only 49 goals within the, the the 11 players. But if you take Luke Chambers out, then there was only 30 goals scored by by the the 10 players. So there's just there's not enough, and we're we're running out of we're running out of games for anybody to hit a rich vein of form. And but you know now is the time that Norwood really pulls his socks up and says, right, I will perform on the pitch. And suddenly he gets, you know, can he can he get eight goals in six or ten goals in six? You know, mm. where we can just boost the goal tally. But um, yeah, very very poor, um, yeah. and that's got to be one of the key things to look at. I think it's also the supply to Norwood is the problem as well. He'll put them away if he gets enough balls to him, but uh, that seems to be a big problem. Uh, Mikey Pendy Smith is stat recording in his birthday suit. What would you like next season's away kit to look like? That's if Orange wasn't an option. Um, I, well, I record every every show in, in my birthday suit, as, as you know, GB. I know, and a very fine physique you have too. <laughs> um, uh, thank you. Uh, so I'm not allowed to use uh, orange, which clearly would be would be the best one. I'm going to be uh, going to be quite careful about this. So I'm going to pick a team uh, that doesn't cause any uh, ruffle any feathers. So I, I want to go with the the green and white hoops of Witten United. I'm not going to pick any other team around the around the world or country that might be famous for green and white hoops, but the green and white hoops of I think uh, Witten United would be a, would be a great kit to to wear. Or Graham, if you're going to go back and you you're more of an old codger than I am, you remember more of the you remember the the yellow away kit, you know, yeah. the yellow with the blue team. I've only seen it in you know on the videos or, or reading in magazines or books or stuff. That is a quality kit, and I think a lot of our fans need to get over the fact that uh, you know our rivals. Um, Norwich, you know, play playing yellow. I I would like to to see something like that. Definitely, mm. it's also a very slightly deeper yellow than the scum play in. And also, if uh, if people have haven't seen it, then if you watch Everton away, they they wear that because they're celebrating their whatever anniversary of uh, by wearing their yellow and blue kit, which is almost identical to the one we used to wear. Which is as you, I agree with you, Stat. It's a very good kit. Um, Kevin Beatty Foundation, hello, Malk. Great show as always, mate. What is the best, worst, and unusual stat that Call Me Stat loves to report? Roll on next season, back at the stadium and a new era. Hope so, mate. Hope so. Um, what's your best, worst, and most unusual stat? Stat. I, I, I could probably uh, some of the stats that I like. I like tweeting at the moment is the comparison between the current squad, uh, where they are from an appearance and goals record, compared to players in the past. So, I, th- I think you know, a lot of people talk about Graham Harvey and look back at you know his time with the club in the late eighties and stuff and say, oh, he was absolutely rubbish. Um, got the same. Uh, same uh, appearance and goals record as, as Andre Dizel, uh, which you know I think is quite you know Armando Dobra, uh, ten starts, ten subs appearances, and, and two goals. 
exactly the same as Anthony Wurz were. And I really like looking at that because it kind of puts it into perspective when you think, actually, I thought these players were crap in the 80s. And these, these players now have, have got us on the record. So I, I like that. What I do really like is to say, um, you know, this is Ittridge's longest consecutive winning run since, you know, 1980 or whatever. But actually, we never get to that. So I think, you know, one of the things that I'm looking forward to that Paul Cook can come in is actually let's start looking at some more positive stats, you know, about, you know, wins and, and mm. records that way instead of, instead of how few goals we score, how many games we don't, we don't win. Uh, but for me, it's it's always like I always started looking at you know just the milestones, you know players that get to fifty to two hundred, two fifty appearances, and obviously we we've got you know our, our, our captain Luke Chambers, who I think when I say I think because uh, I haven't updated it from from yesterday, I think he's on about three nine four or or three nine five uh, appearances for the club, so pretty close to getting to the four four hundred club, and you know there's there's only been. 10 players or so that have, that have made 400 appearances so I like to look out like, like to look out for those kind of stats Cool Carl yep. Fuller no comments this week that's good because we're coming towards the end Carl thanks for that as our pathetic players are concerned just want to say happy birthday to Call Me Stat and thank you for allowing me to use some of his stats from time to time in my column No problem Carl you're more than welcome once I tweet them out there Feel free to use them. Some areas do already. So, yeah, take, you know, fill your boots. Not a problem. Fill your boots and have a side effort to celebrate Statman's birthday goal. Um, Tractor Boy Down Under. Uh, hello, mate. Hi, GB and Stat. No comment on the current team. Loved seeing Stat's video of the Ullathorne own goal and Brian Gunn's air swing. Yeah, I saw that. It's wonderful, isn't it? I was 12 back then, but we'll never for- ever forget being at Portman Road and the roar of amazement at what we all just saw. P.S. Happy birthday, Stat. Thanks for that, Tractor Boy. Absolutely Thank wonderful. Thank you. And a quick... Quick plug, I remember that day, because actually it was 25 years ago, so let me work it out. I was 25, um, it's my 25th birthday, and I actually ended up on the pit at the end. And if, if you look, go onto Amazon and type in My Favourite Game, it's a, a book that Susan Gardner put together with about uh, 12 Ipswich Town fans, and they all talk about their, their favourite game. I, I talk about that game on the 14th of April 1996. Um, it is the first chapter, and as I said, they, they've got the best story for chapter one but the the rest of them are great some great games and i would always urge people to to buy that book and and the uh, profits go to a uh, local charity that may or may not be true but they did in the past but still buy the book anyhow sure they still do i wanted to, I wanted to write a thing about sonetti in a way and i forgot <laughs> didn't get in the book um mullet i love andre dizel drop him and we get hammered discuss well fortunately mullet we haven't got time to discuss it that's move probably on, good yeah. we have to move on um slower ball good evening the blackster good evening the statster happy birthday stat love the show luckily for me cricket activities prevented me from witnessing last night's horror show although at least there were some goals in the game albeit not for us has the panel ever witnessed such a golf in what was happening on the pitch when compared to the recent events off it a massive change much required and hopefully the period of transition will be swift and effective you both know the club and our history are you 100% positive about our new era or like me are you cautiously optimistic keep smiling god bless eddie yodes thank you slower ball eddie yodes yeah well, briefly yeah, very optimistic we haven't really spoken about that i know you spoke about it last week we needed a change uh we've, we've now got a ceo coming in as well with, with mike ashton and i think you know there's been a few rumors about how things worked at bristol city with him you know i've heard a few things about how paul cook probably will work with with mike ashton um but let's be honest it's a it's a positive, a real positive era. First of all, we've got the debt, you know, gone. You know, we're down to about four hundred thousand. We've got a manager in that I think you know the whole fan base are, you know, right behind. Although they are rightly asking questions about you know, can you improve these players, and if not, what what can you do as a manager? But I don't necessarily want him to have a free hit for the rest of this season. But I think you know, once we get to the summer, 
you know, we won the playoff final. We're, we're in the summer and we're investing at, at championship level. I think I think it's good good times ahead. And I probably would say within within four years, we're probably going to win the Champions League. Absolutely. Totally agree, Stat. Thank you ever so much for that, Stat. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And a really, really good happy birthday for you tonight, Stat. I hope you're going to be drinking heavily. I, I will carry on. Yes, thank you. Good boy. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 